Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm Dee Owens. You can follow our Instagram at wine underscore wisdom podcast. And you can follow our Facebook at wine and wisdom podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Christina, who's going to talk about her worldwide experiences as a Navy wife and traveler. How are you today, Christina? Good. How are you? I'm good. So I've known Christina forever, like a, like a long <laughs> time now. Um, and now we've both grown up and now you're a Navy wife, you're a traveler, you've traveled like all over the world. And I can't wait to talk about all the places that you've been. Um, so I guess it will start around the Navy because that's kind of how you got into your traveling and everything. First off, I remember when Kathy told me you were joining the Navy, I was like, what? No, I really was like, what? Christina's joining the Navy? And it was like such a shock. And then I remember like, then like the lead up to you leaving and everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But I am so proud of you, even though like you're older than me, I do. Thank I am you. very proud of you. Um, and you truly like blossomed and I'm really proud of you. But let's talk about like, what made you decide to join the Navy? So, okay. Really the decision to join the Navy was based around traveling. Um, in all honesty, when I was living here, I was a caregiver. I didn't make a lot of money. I was kind of living paycheck to paycheck, bummy car. Um, you know, I had family around me, but I was very, I felt very alone and very mm -hmm. depressed. And um, leading up until I joined the Navy, I would have dreams about me being in other countries and I'd wake up in tears because I didn't have the money and I had no idea how I was going to be able to start traveling and to really get out there and do the things that I wanted to do and that I dreamt about doing. Mm -hmm. So one day um, I started going to the gym and I went to the, I started going to the gym more frequently and the recruiting station was actually um, by the gym that I would okay, go yeah. to. So I thought about joining the Marine Corps at first. <laughs> Okay. And then one day, literally, I was getting out of my car and I looked over at the recruiting station and no lie, like it just hit me. I was like, let, let me just try. Let me just go in there and see what they tell me. Just wing it. And sure enough, I went in, they started talking to me. My recruiter started talking to me, telling me about the things that I could do in the military. And I thought to myself, you know what? This was never something that I wanted to do. It was never something that I pictured myself doing. Um, with me being kind of the girly girl that I was at the time, mm. but something told me like I had to do it if I wanted to get out and experience life and to fulfill my goals and my dreams of traveling. So I signed up, I think I signed up that day actually, oh my that gosh. I went into the recruiting station and I left three months later to boot camp. Wow. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever experienced getting on a plane and meeting all these different people and just it it was an experience it was definitely an experience to say the least boot camp and a school and everything like that so I was in the military before I ended up being the spouse yeah that is crazy that you were having dreams yes. and then like well obviously you made the right decision because you know you get to travel and you have a, a great life so it came out to be 
a wonderful story. Um, I know you like, let's talk a little bit about your time in the Navy. Like, how was that? What was that experience? Like? So military lifestyle versus the lifestyle I had before is very different. Mm -hmm. Um, the military has its own set of rules, mm -hmm. its own set of restrictions that and you have to follow. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't quite understand that when they go into the military because the recruiters they have to meet a quota okay so they kind of just want to sell you the best parts mm. of the military and not you know what actually goes on behind the scenes right so i kind of kind of took everything my recruiter said with a grain of salt and i toughened up my mind okay i had to train myself a little bit because physically i wasn't quite where i needed to be okay um so when i actually got to boot camp my mind just kind of went into like robot mode. Like I literally just was like, I cannot go back. I mm. sold all my things. I quit my job. There was no way I was failing. Yeah. Like so that termination. Yes. Yeah, so that okay. was the mindset that I had going in, which is what pushed me to graduate on time to get through my school because I did run into issues. You run into girls that are girls and guys, but I had an all female division that I was in. Um, and I ran into girls that did not think like me, mm. um, had different goals, aspirations, different ways of thinking, different ways of talking. So a lot of us being in a big setting, I mean, we all shower together. We all use the bathroom at the everything. same time. Like everything was together, uniformity, you know, the marching, the running, the working out, no talking mm. while you're eating. Like it was very I'm not gonna say prison lifestyle because I don't really know like how that is, but it was definitely not something that any of us was used to unless you grew up in a military family. Not, yeah, and I didn't. I was the first to join the military in my family, mm -hmm. so that was definitely something that I had to get used to and I had to look past. I had to kind of push the drama like behind me because we're all adults. I mean, everybody signed up, um, but when you're in there, it's like being back in high school but like mm -hmm. not the great parts of high school <laughs> like more of like the talking and the drama and the who likes who and who gets to do what because of their title or rank or what position they're put in because everybody kind of gets put into a, like a responsibility type mm -hmm. um bracket so some some girls took advantage of that other girls was kind of just like hey whatever it is what it is so it really just depends on your character before you get into the military which is something that i also learned while i was active duty you know every command i went to everyone's personality kind of like i'm not gonna say shine through like at work it, mm -hmm. it's more of like some people were who they were in and out of work other people had a very different demeanor okay at work um there were people that i didn't get along with at first that i kind of cozied up to mm. and then there was an ex there i had a really awful experience one time with a male who was higher ranking than me and he just gave me he was just awful like he was just an awful person like to talk down to people didn't respect mm. authority that type of person so that command it was actually a ship and I was deployed and deployment is a very vulnerable time for mm. anybody in the military or away from family, friends, mm. internet, like everything, no phone. No and nothing. how long is this deployment? My deployment, I was only on there for five months. Typically it can go up to nine months. So, you know, it's, it's stressful because mm. you're, you're like clockwork mm -hmm. all day, 12 on 12 off, 
you'll have drills, people, you know, do dumb things and you have to wake up in the middle of the night and mm. head count and things like that. So, you know, being, having someone who was higher ranking than me in my close quarters, you know, in my close circle was very draining on my mental health. Um, so that was probably like the worst time in my military career. And my best time I had to say was at my very first command when I would, um, it was called uh, air traffic controlman. Okay. And I would help with the launching and recovering of aircraft. So, and I think my most rewarding moment was when an admiral gave me one of his coins, um, just to kind of tell me like I did a good job. And it was very rewarding when people like, you know, it's like, Hey, good job. Hey, you know, it's, it's all about that in the military when people like recognize you for, you know, going above and beyond. And if you don't get that recognized, like the recognition is kind of just like, it's a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a little bit sad. It's a little bit disheartening. So but um, overall, I would say the military helped me a lot. It helped me to become the person that I am today. It gave me um, a little bit of, um, how can I say? It gave me just like, um, it gave me a home. It gave me a base. And it introduced me to my husband and the lifestyle that I have now. So I'm very yeah. grateful for it, despite the yeah. issues that I had in there. That I feel like. I can imagine being with all the girls like that. Like that would probably be probably the hardest part for me because like everybody is from different places, different backgrounds, different like lifestyles. So like very different, very, yeah. very different. Um, and how long were you? So are you currently not in, like you wouldn't be considered in the Navy technically right now? No, I'm considered a vet. Okay. I served my contract to the full extent. Okay. So I would be considered a Navy vet. Okay. And how long were you in the Navy? I did four years and nine months because of an extension. So close to five years. Five years. Um, obviously no regrets, right? Like, no. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, let's get into the traveling a little bit, like growing up, did you want to travel as well? Like, was that always like a dream of yours to travel and see other places? Like that was my only dream. Mm. That was my only major Mm. goal in life. Like, honestly, since I was a little girl, that is so beautiful. My my preschool teachers, I keep in contact with one of my preschool teachers on Facebook. She could tell you, I would always draw and talk about traveling when I was younger, I really talked about, I talked a lot about Asia. I didn't know much about Europe. And as I got older, I'm like, oh, I really want to see Europe more than Asia. So I kind of like went back and forth on what I really wanted to see first when mm-hmm. I actually got enough money to do the traveling. Um, and it ended up being Europe. And man, Europe is my favorite place. Like, it's just my favorite. I oh, I can't wait to talk about. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Like, it was just, it's always been my dream. Literally, I didn't think about having kids. I didn't care about owning a car, owning a house, nothing. I was like, I can live in a box. And I'll be happy. And I'll be happy as <laughs> long as I get to travel, as long as I get to see places that like, say that, wow, I've been there. Like, I've touched this, you know, stone. I've been to this church. I've been to this museum. That's what I cared about. Obviously, my priority is a little bit different now because I have kids and I have a husband and a home, but traveling will always be my aspiration. I'm just, I'm not going to stop until I can't go anymore. That's so beautiful. I love like when you said that was your only dream and like now you're living, you're living (laughs) like that has to feel crazy. Like sometimes it's It's like a pinch me moment. Like, Like what? 
Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, how many states or countries, or do you know both that you've been in? Um, I've been to about 17 different countries. Uh, I've been to a few different states. Um, for me, when I say, when I talk about traveling, mm -hmm. It's countries for me. Okay. I don't really see states. We're talking like countries. <laughs> it's countries. We don't care about for me. states here. No, <laughs> like, it's not really states for me. Yeah. Unless I'm going like literally across country and seeing like different states. Like, but it's it's countries for me. So, I mean, if you want me to start popping off on the list, <laughs> let's go. I'll, I'll I want to hear it. Okay. So, the first country I went to was Ireland. Ireland to this day. Ireland. What? Is my absolute favorite I don't, country. I don't think I remember you being in Ireland. Yes, that was my first country. My very okay. first country. And it literally is my absolute favorite to this day. Do they drink as much in Ireland as the myth is? They do. Okay. They drink a lot. <laughs> they drink a lot. When they talk about like Irish coffee, that thing has quite a bit of alcohol in it, man. I was like, "Oof. I can't do this." <laughs> I love my coffee, but I don't like it with a shot of brain, whatever they put in there. It was, it was too much, but it, it was definitely, it was beautiful. Ireland's mm. gorgeous. Absolutely love it. The people were great. Food was great. Mm. And it was, it's one of the cheaper countries among Europe. Um, I've been to Ireland, England, um, France, Italy, Germany. Italy, hold on. <laughs> Italy wine. That's what went to my mind. Okay. Hold on. I need to know a little bit about Italy. Okay. Did you ever have did you have the wine there? I went on a wine tour <gasps> in Tuscany. <laughs> I actually went Jeff photo. I gotta I gotta go creep on your page. Again. I do. I have photos on there. Oh my I, goodness. And I have photos on my blog website, maybelifeandtraveler.com. The food was amazing. The food. The cheese. <gasps> the cheese, the meat, the bread, mm. everything delicious. And you put it all together with some olive oil, and it's just it's delicious. So I mean, I was jealous before, but hearing it in person, I'm like, it's beautiful. Oh, like, right, I want to, I want to hear more. Next places. Um. So besides, uh, Italy, England, Ireland, France. I've been to Germany. I've been to Denmark. I've been to Greece. Um, I lived in Japan for the three years. Thailand, China, Dubai, Bahrain, Oman, Jordan. <laughs> I've been. To Two places, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. So yeah, I've been okay, around. Okay. Um <laughs> Greece, right? Yes. Did you go to was it Santa? I did not go to Santorini. Okay. I was about three hours away. Okay. So um I was kind of like on the border of Greece and um what was it uh split Croatia? Okay. So the Navy, um, some of the Navy ships go there for deployment. And I actually met my husband over there while he was deployed. Mm -hmm. So I went for about five days and it was beautiful the water was beautiful and clear um the people there were very nice everybody wants you to eat at the restaurant <laughs> um they were very outspoken about that and um it was very beautiful i mean i wanted of course i wanted to go to santorini but the time just wasn't there yeah um it was definitely one of my top places and i want to go again i for sure want to go again. oh my <laughs> goodness um was that all did you name all of them I'm all, yeah, I think. <laughs> like, shook. You've lived, like, so many people's dreams. It, it's hard, man. I mean. That's so that's You have so to crazy. save, and you have to yeah. plan, and you have to, you have to want it that bad. Yeah. Like, you have to really want it. 
That is so crazy. So, oh, Spain, girl, I forgot Spain. Sorry, guys. I Spain, <laughs> so just, just sorry, sorry, guys. I forgot Spain. <laughs> no big deal. I, I look, you know. I think of the Cheetah Girls when I think of Spain. I went there. <gasps> I went where they filmed. <laughs> I went to the very. No, same, really- I went to the very same steps that they filmed on in the movie. Yeah. Wow, you really yes. have been living. That is amazing. Hey, my winos. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys have been tuning into the recent episodes, you hear me talk about a company called One Hope Wine that I am a cost entrepreneur for. I get to share their award-winning wine with you all. And when you support, you're supporting nonprofits around the world that help fight hunger, supply water, education, and so many more great causes. So why not drink wine and feel good while doing so? And if you're like me, you drink wine anyway. So why not feel good while doing it. If you also are like me and you like anything that has sparkle or glitter or shimmer, we have something for you too. So go ahead and head to my wine shop for you or the wine lover in your life, www.onehopewine.com slash my shop slash D-R-D-A-R-A-H hyphen Owens. And as always, thank you guys for your support and listening. Cheers. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about your husband, you did mention your husband and um, how you met him. What country was that again? Uh, I met my husband. I met my husband in Virginia. Okay. So um, I met him actually my first command. I was with somebody else and the uh, marriage was very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband was kind of just my friend, the shoulders lean on. Yeah. And it got to the point with my ex to where I was separating already. And then that's when I kind of got into the like motion of dating my husband because I was already separated from my ex. Um, And when I got with my husband, I was just like, wow, like this is what it's supposed to feel like. Like Mm -hmm. this is what a relationship is supposed to feel like. I'm not supposed to feel stressed or cry all the time or worried or anything like that about like if my spouse is going to cheat on me or Mm -hmm. what they're doing, you know a relationship and a marriage shouldn't be that and when I was with my husband when we we're dating I was just like yeah this is it like Aww. this this is who I was supposed to marry like this is who I'm supposed to be with and I'm just I'm happy and grateful that he felt the same way it took a little bit for us to like you know actually tell each other that but okay <laughs> it it, wor- it definitely worked out in our favor for sure so you guys were in the friend zone for a little bit and then yes. it was like okay we're in the friend zone for a while <laughs> yeah it's sometimes it's weird I mean my husband we were in, we were friends first and I used to call him bro like I literally had messages of me calling him bro and my homie and it's so weird now yeah <laughs> like in the military you call each other by your last name so like it was always noble and noble, yeah noble. and then the first time I called him I was like this feels weird on my tongue <laughs> like this feels weird coming out of my mouth that is so crazy but I love that um so you like you know guys start dating and you realize okay this is how it's supposed to be um were you scared to get married again I was not okay no um my Mm. my first marriage it was just it was very rushed yeah in the military you um me personally I had met my ex in boot camp so it was kind of just like a codependent thing Mm -hmm. with my ex and I didn't really get to know my ex I didn't know anything about my ex's background and it kind of messed me up because when you get into a relationship or a marriage for that matter that quickly you're still getting to know the person Mm -hmm. so it's like the more you know the more the months went by and everything went by I'm like 
this person's not on my level, like maturity wise, what they wanted for goals and my goals, it just didn't add up. It was Mm -hmm. just a split path. So at some point you can't, you know, if something's like in all reality, people like they try some people, I'm not saying everybody, but for me, it was like, I know when something's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. Like you feel it. If someone's not being honest with you right off the bat, this, this just brings bad vibes, bad, everything. And it doesn't work. It happened with me in the past with my very first ex and mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to work, but I still, I was ignorant. I still kind of try to push myself to do that. And with my husband, it came very naturally. Yeah. He was very honest with me. I was very honest with him. You know, like we didn't talk about our past and mm-hmm. we just left it at that. And I've been very, I've been very happy with my husband. I've been very blessed. I mean, I have my little attitude and, you know, yeah. uh, we have a little arguments, but that's, that's any that's know. natural but mm. i've been very happy and i've been very blessed to find somebody like my husband mm. so i'm very happy with him i'm so happy for you i really do like they're like the cutest little family but like truly when they got i remember when you i remember i you know when you guys got together and everything and like i was the video the video of him getting off the ship and like oh <laughs> girl <laughs> That video and that I was like, oh my gosh. And just like both of you and like just you could feel the love through the video and everything. It was just it's a beautiful video. Is it on your blog or your No, page? it's actually um it's on my friend's page. I'll okay. have to um grab it. Anyway, it was just it's just so cute. It's just a cute moment. And then like I was like, I'm so happy for you. Like I really like I remember like seeing it and I was like, I'm so happy for her. But um so guys met forgot where I was for a second Virginia Virginia um that's where you first lived right like yes okay because I remember first when we first left and it was um, you went to Virginia yes I got stationed in Virginia um and then kids came into the picture yes I had my son first Mm -hmm. um and I had him actually as I was getting ready to transition out of the navy um I was at a point where I wanted to go back to school mm-hmm. and the military um was paying for my school full time and I was at the age I was 25 I was at the age where I was like all right I'm ready to have kids mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have kids young I wanted to wait a little bit I wanted to travel a little bit before bringing a child into the picture and I was able to do that with my deployment and then paying for my own travels mm-hmm. so my son came into the picture 2017 and that's when I got out so I timed it pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then since then, I've been going to school. Um, I had my daughter last year during COVID. So that was very interesting to say yeah. the least. And she was born in Japan because that's where I've been the last three years. And it's been great. Being a mother has also changed me for the better. It made me be less of a selfish person because I was in the military. I became kind of a selfish person. I cared a lot about mm-hmm. myself. Um, not to say I didn't care about my family and friends, but I noticed that I was doing a lot of me, 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 and not, you know, asking how my family's doing or how my friends are doing or how something that I'm doing is affecting right. them and their lives, mm-hmm. you know, um, so being a mother really pulled me out of that and made me realize, wow, like I really had a lot of things going on with me mentally. And that's kind of just like, part of what the military like molded into me right. I would say yes so being being you know my son's mother and my daughter's mother it's helped me again just grow 
as a person and be very caring. I would do anything for my kids, mm -hmm. anything for my children and my husband. <laughs> would do anything for my husband too. But them, I would literally, there's nothing I wouldn't do for mm -hmm. my children. Nothing. That's so, like, I'm just, I'm so like, I'm just like, cause it's the first time I've seen her since. Yes, it's been years. It's been years. So like, for me, it's like, it's kind of like really cute to hear you talk about them and everything. And like, I don't know, but I am, I'm just so happy for you. So um, how do you think like being a mom and traveling now, has that like affect, like not affected, but like, I see you guys still, you guys have your family dates and everything like, um, I guess it made traveling a little harder, I guess I should say like, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> traveling with kids is definitely hard, especially when um, I mentioned before my son has speech delay mm -hmm. and sensory things. So my son likes to touch everything, mm. he likes to touch things and be in everybody's faces <laughs> and everybody's his friend, you know, and it's sweet. But living in the world that we live in, you can't always do that. And certain countries have certain rules about things like that. Mm. You know, we went to China and my son kind of wanted to be all over the plane. And they were a bit stricter about, you know, him doing things like that on the planes to China. But in Thailand, they were a lot less strict about mm -hmm. their stuff. And they just kind of like catered to us a little bit more mm. um, because he was so little at the time. And my daughter, we've only traveled around Japan with her. Okay. So I did come back to the States six months ago with her by ourselves. And it was interesting because she was only six months and she slept a lot on the plane. So it wasn't that bad. But once they get to like the year mm. and up, <laughs> it makes it very difficult because you're trying to constantly entertain a toddler and it's, it can be stressful. You're that person that parent come on the plane that everybody's like oh my god yeah. kids like they're gonna be crying babies and crying kids and I think I think the lord that like it just hasn't been like that for me so my kids have been very well behaved so to speak for kids traveling I would I would say yeah so and yeah but interesting yeah. I think it's nice though that your kids get to experience all these things they'll like be able I think that's one of like the coolest things I think about uh, children who grow up in like military families and things like that, they get to experience so much of the world and life um, and opportunities and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. Hey, my vinyls, happy holidays and happy new year. And as we head and are into the new year, you guys, self-care is so important. If you guys have been listening, I talk about ways that I've added to different types of self-care things to my daily life and regimen. And one of those things are Goalie's apple cider vinegar gummies. They are made with vitamins B9 and B12, which support um, and give antioxidants. They are made with apple cider vinegar. They are vegan, gluten-free, gelatin-free, and non-GMO. They also support a healthy nervous system, heart health, um, immune system support, and overall good health. So why not add something to your daily routine as a part of your self-care and taking care of ourselves in 2022? Go ahead and head to goalie.com and get their apple cider vinegar gummies and check out their other gummies as well. And with the Wine and Wisdom podcast, you can get 40% off right now during the holidays. 40% off to check out something to add to your daily routine that gives you overall health support and 
they actually taste really good too. So if you like apples or apple cider, they are delicious and all. Go ahead to goalie.com and with the promo code Wine Wisdom Podcast, you can get 40% off right now during the holidays. Cheers. What made you want to start your blog and start uh, blogging all your uh, pictures from your traveling and everything? I thought it'd be helpful for other people because as I started traveling, I started traveling young. I started Mm -hmm. traveling at 23 and um, I started as a solo traveler Mm -hmm. and then I started and then I started traveling with my husband and then my kids came into the picture. Mm -hmm. So every traveling experience was different for me. Being a solo traveler, it's pretty easy. It's pretty convenient. I mean, you do what you want when you want, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, it can be a little bit lonely because you're not sharing that experience with anybody. So if you're somebody that likes to share the experience with a friend or a spouse or whoever um it's diff- it's a different way of planning it's a different way of like packing I like to do research of like the weather mm-hmm. things that people wear it's kind of just like blend in not stand out so much so like my very first trip to Europe I did a lot of research did you that's a smart lot though. of research mm-hmm. I did literally research about everything like the food what what I was really going to expect and I was like, wow, I'm like, this was really helpful to look all this stuff up. Like, maybe I'll just like put it together one day. This was like the first traveling experience. And then once I had kids, I was like, you know, this would be really, really helpful for other parents and stuff who think that they can't travel because they have kids now. Because a lot of travelers, they stop traveling when they mm-hmm. have kids. And I never wanted to be that type of person. I want my kids to experience traveling as well. Yes. So I would write down like, things that made traveling with my son a lot easier, different ways of planning flights and hotels, Airbnbs, Mm. because it's different for everybody. Some people like Airbnbs versus hotels. Other people like the full experience of the hotel versus the Airbnb. Same thing with like rental cars and things like that. Like in Rome, they don't have like Lyfts and Ubers the way we do. They have Mm. what is called a black Uber, which is the super expensive, super nice, fancy car Ubers. And a lot of people don't know that because their train system is a bit harder to navigate versus mm. the um, Japanese train system or the Chinese or <laughs> any other train system that I've been on. The um, Italian train system was really hard. So people don't really think about that kind of stuff when they're booking trips. It's kind of just like what I want to do, mm-hmm. where I want to go, and this is how much time I have to do it. But there's ways that I found to save money. There's ways that I found to, like I said, um, make it more convenient when traveling with kids, packing lighter, mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that are very important, especially when you're making long flights. Right. So that all of that's important when it comes to layovers and where you're staying and overall what you want to do when you get there. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be helpful. I wanted to share my experiences because I thought that other people would find it helpful and I I think that's rewarding for me when I get to help other travelers just make their traveling experiences a little bit easier yeah that's that's like a wonderful idea because I think we don't we don't think about like the logistics or like thinking of a train ride or an uber like you would think you know so I think that's actually really really smart um and then I like how you like your Instagram and everything. You have all your photos so we can see the visuals of everything. So it's like you get best of both worlds, kind mm-hmm. of. You get to, you know, the information that you need, but also you can see visually how beautiful all these places are. Um, let's see. 
we have a Q&A session, but I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're gonna play a Q and A okay. session where I'm just gonna ask you questions about the places that you've been, um, and answer the best you can. Okay. So, how many more places would you like to go to? Oh gosh, I can't even tell you. Honestly, <laughs> I'd say at least twenty. At the very least, twenty. Do you have like a list? I do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna ask her because I feel like she does. And she I does. do. I definitely do. I. I need to go to Amsterdam. I need to go to yes. South Africa. I need to go to freaking, I need to go back to Thailand. I need, we're going to Scotland, New Zealand, Australia, um, the Netherlands, Iceland, man. Oh my gosh. Portugal. I'm trying to go to Peru, Canada. There's, we still have a, quite a bit of places to go to. So, and the places that I want to go back to, like I mm -hmm. plan on going back to Ireland next year mm -hmm. um, and experience it in a different way with my husband because he never got to go. Um, and then Scotland, because it's like right there. A lot of the places in Europe, you can get to pretty fast and okay. conveniently, um, which some people might not know about too. There's the cheap flights that you can get for like hundred bucks, 200 bucks. And then there's the Europass that allows you to go to 20 or so different European countries on it. So you can take the pass, buy it for like the whole year and just shoot from one country to the next. I mean, That's amazing. England and France, three hours away from Paris to London mm. train ride. That's it. What? You wouldn't think that. Yeah. No idea. You wouldn't think that Dublin and England, our, our and 10 minute plane ride, hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, it's, it's so easy to travel around Europe especially if you know how to do it. So our next European trip, um, we like to try to hit up at least two to four countries at a time because it's manageable. Like if you know the logistics, of right. it, it's manageable. Right. So it doesn't have to be super expensive mm -hmm. as long as you know what you're looking for and what time of the year to go because timing is very, very important for European mm. travel. We are already learning tips and tricks here. I love it. Um, what was your favorite place? Ireland. Do you have one? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ireland. I said that earlier yes. too. Ireland. Ireland is my favorite. Really? Absolutely love it. The music, the atmosphere, there's just something about being there and breathing the air yeah. and just the people like, yeah, I don't know. I just felt, um, I never, I never even, to be honest, Ireland was not my first pick yeah. <laughs> um, for countries. And I'm, I'm, I give this to my ex, my ex kind of threw it in there and I was like, okay, I'll try Ireland. And it ended up being my favorite place to wow. this day. I just, I miss it so much and I can't wait to experience that with my husband and I hope he loves it as yeah. much as I love it. How was the food there? Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> it was absolutely delicious. Ireland. Like, mm, so good. I'm telling you, there's spuds. The bucket list. Okay. There's spuds. Number one. Um, what was the one of the weirdest things that happened to you in one of the countries that you've been in? So uh, when I went to France, I actually met a model there. Okay. Her name is Courtney. And she, at the time, she was kind of like um, an Instagram type model. She had a lot of, she had like maybe about 10,000 followers, which was a lot back then. Yeah. We're talking like 2015. Yeah. And it was really random because I went on the top of the um, Arc de Triomphe and I heard English 
and like she heard English and we just kind of turned around and like oh my god there's somebody here that speaks English <laughs> so because my French was very rusty at the time and she asked me if she want if um I wanted her to take my pictures and I was like yeah yeah sure and she took beautiful pictures of me and I took some pictures for her and she's just like let's hang out and I'm like okay cool mm-hmm. like whatever you know I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, like, hold on, I'm not getting like tricked or whatever. Like, you know, because being a single female traveler in Europe, you have to think about that stuff because yes, I've heard things. trafficking is a very big yes. thing over there. So, of course, I was on my toes, but at the same time, I was like, sure, because usually um, I get like a gut feeling if something was mm-hmm. wrong. So, but everything was great with her. We hung out for a few days. And I mean, we had dinner together. We did like a ghost tour together. So it was really fun getting to meet somebody from um, another side of the States because she was from um, San Francisco. And it turned out later on after I had met her that she ended up on America's Next Top Model. And she ended up being like fourth place on, on that season. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, wow, now I know somebody like on TV. Yeah, that's So I crazy. found that to be like a really crazy um, experience for me. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Listen, you never know. You don't. You never know who you meet until after you meet them. And you're just like, oh, okay. That's good, though. I'm glad that you got to. I think that's a cool experience. Um, what was the... No, wait. Before we get into that, you talked about... Um, Oh my gosh, you were saying something about your languages, you're speaking. And yeah. um, so did you have to, like, did you learn the languages of the countries that you were in? Like, or how was that experience? Because like, I feel like I would like go crazy being in a place where everyone speaks an entirely different language. <laughs> like, um, so no, I did not look up every language okay. for all of the countries that I went to. Um for France, when I went to France, I already knew that, um, you know, French people, if you don't try to speak a little bit of their language, they kind of just like, mm. like, kind of just like shoulder you like, okay. like, no, I don't speak English and kind of just like give you the cold shoulder, um, especially Parisians. So because I, I stood in Paris, and that's kind of just how they are. Mm. So I had studied French in college, and I studied French a little bit in high school. So I took my basics, and I used my basics. And then whenever I didn't know something, I would use my translator app. So translator oh. apps are extremely, they're extremely helpful when you're okay. traveling. So when we lived in Japan for the three years, the app was extremely helpful. Like, yes, we did a class and I learned my basics in the class, but basics don't always help you, you know? And for the most part, there is always somebody that speaks English everywhere you go because English for whatever reason, ended up being the universal language. Mm. Um, But you are going to run into people in more rural places and less touristy places that aren't going to speak your language. Yeah. So be prepared with an app or whatever you need to, like a book or something to go in so you're not overwhelmed or you don't feel Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to get lost or somebody's going to like trick (laughs) you. Yeah, that's what I feel like I would. Yeah, no. Tell you the apps help. They help a lot. I never thought of that. A translator app. That's yes, genius. A lot. Genius. Um, who had the best, what country you think had the best food? Oh man. <laughs> Is that hard? That's a toughie. Or like top two, maybe top three. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can do that. So <laughs> Ireland was up there. I really enjoyed their food a lot. Um, like 
their food's very, very good. And it's, it's more of what we're used to as Americans. Okay. Um, Thailand had mm-hmm. very good food. I enjoyed the food in Thailand. Um, and then Japan, Japan has very high quality food. Mm. I will literally probably never find another country that has such high like quality of like customer service or like just any sort of public service. Really? Yes. Like they want you to eat your meals hot. They're Mm. ready to go. I mean, they take a lot of pride in stuff like that. So every ramen spot that we hit, every sushi spot that we hit, it was, it was great. Wow. Like it was delicious, hot. It was beautiful. I loved it. I'm, I miss it all. <laughs> um, have you ever had like a weird or interesting dish that you've tried or um, delicacy or something? I did have snails when I was in France. <laughs> I did. And I'm a very picky eater. So yeah. that says a lot about me. Um, I'm a very picky eater. <laughs> But a friend of mine, she's also a picky eater, and she had been to France before me, and she told me, try it. I promise you, you'll like it. So I said, okay, I'm going to just give it a whirl. That's fine. And I literally wish I ate more. I do. Like, it was delicious. Hey, they cook them, and they smother them in a buttery garlic sauce, and it was just like, if you like seafood, like the texture of seafood, seafood, then you would like snails i wouldn't recommend it outside of france because i don't know but in france it was great and i also have frog legs that was kind of odd for me so they do that's another delicacy in france yes. frog legs. and it was actually really good and i know we're gonna get i seen one i seen like a video i think it was on like snapchat stories someone eating a, like a frog leg but it was like still moving yeah no mine's just cooked okay very close Okay, just I just very very cooked. Um, I feel like this is a hard question. Which place had the most beautiful views? I would definitely have to say between Ireland and Japan. Yeah. Yes. Um, Ireland was very green scenery, the beautiful rolling hills that you see in movies and things like that. Yes, that was real. That exists. (laughs) Um, and then Japan, um. It's very clean. It's very clean in Japan, mm-hmm. and people are so nature oriented. Like they just love being outside. That's what they do with their families by themselves, and everything's so well kept up and taken care of. That whenever you do go on the top of a mountain or you do go at the top of a temple, like you see beautiful mm. scenery. Like you see beautiful trees, trees that are hundreds of years old, thousands of years old. Wow! Like it's gorgeous. It it's so beautiful. Like I honestly being there for the three years like I wish I would have been there longer it took me a long time to assimilate myself and by the time I did it was just like it felt like it was gone like I was just back here <laughs> yeah so the views there were so crazy um and when you said Japan is so uh clean I see I saw like a video um of someone like it was like a cleaner for their foot before they put shoes on yes yeah, there's a I lot feel like of, they're so advanced there. They are. They, yeah. They are. Literally and like, like everything. Everything's clean. Public areas, like the places mm-hmm. that the places that you think are usually dirty, like wherever you go. If mm-hmm. you haven't traveled, that is a lie. Like that is a complete like do not expect what you what you get in America. That is not what you're gonna get everywhere yeah. that you go. Like in Japan, they are very advanced. And especially like with the cleaning 
Mm -hmm. um, public restrooms. They have bidets, they have toilet cleaners. Like they tell you not to like stand on the seats or squat or anything mm -hmm. like that. Like they constantly keep it clean. There's constantly, you know, um, people in, going in and out, cleaning things. You don't see trash anywhere. Like it's, it's very well kept up. Like they're very mm -hmm. advanced with all of that stuff. Like if people are eating, mm -hmm. um, they don't eat a walk. They put trash in their own trash bags. You don't see trash cans everywhere in the streets wow. because that's not a common thing over there. Yeah. So if you're going to eat something, most restaurants, like I said, before COVID, you had to eat it there. You could not take it out. Mm -hmm. After COVID, they kind of had to like adjust a little bit. But even then, they still, most of their menu, you have to eat it there mm -hmm. because they want you to enjoy your food at its fullest. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy how like, different other countries are mm -hmm. makes you think <laughs> yes that's I mean, why i encourage people yeah, i encourage everyone to, to travel yeah how do you think that being a navy wife and everything that you've been through and being able to travel the world how do you think that has like molded you or changed you into who you are today it's made me a very optimistic person mm -hmm. it's made me a, a very appreciative person and mm -hmm it's made me a very curious person because I don't want to stop exploring. I don't want to stop, you know, seeing these beautiful places. I love history, especially European history, ancient history, um, Egyptian history. Mm. I want to see those places. I want to experience that like full force, not through a screen right. or read it in a book. Um, it, it really makes me like think about how different the world is and how I want my family and my kids to appreciate what other cultures have right. to offer because I appreciate mm -hmm. what I've gotten from other cultures. Like the things that I learned in Japan alone, I'm, I've taken with me wow. and I've taken it to heart. And I'm just like, you know, I'm going to carry these things with me. I'm going to carry these traditions, these Absolutely. customs that I picked up because they're great customs. They're great things to pass on to my kids. Yeah. And to my family, if they wish to do so, um, same thing with the places that I've been to Europe. Um, there's different things that I've picked up in the countries in Europe that I also want to take with me. Mm -hmm. It's just it's very different for everybody, but I I appreciate every custom and everything that I've gotten to soak up from all right. of these countries because it has I, again that's part of making someone. I feel like traveling is part of making somebody a better person. Yes because you're not as um, close-minded yes. with all of the things that we grow mm -hmm. up with. Traveling expands your mind. It expands your views and you appreciate other people more. You appreciate other cultures more and you understand why some people are the way that they are. Mm -hmm. So it, it's been very helpful to the person and my character that yeah. I am today, honestly. That was perfectly put. I think... Um, it definitely gives people experience and knowledge traveling and knowledge of other people and their customs and everything. I want to um, do a daily affirmation. Um, I gotta get my I am app. Uh, where is my I am app? I have an app that gives me daily affirmations. I talk about it every episode because I really love this app. So you guys. <laughs> um, Oh, I like this. So I, I read it, the daily affirmations. I usually read a daily affirmation and have the guests kind of interpret their version of what the affirmation means or whatever. And um, 
kind of like this. It says, I am, I am sure of who I am. I am sure of where I'm going and I have faith in the process of life. Oh, girl, that is me. I feel like that was like such a good <laughs> that was one. like perfect. That was such a good one. What is your interpretation of that? Um, I definitely feel like that was perfect for, mm-hmm. you know, the person I, I do know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know the person that I am and I definitely know what I want in life mm-hmm. and I know the paths that I have to take to get there. You know, I have still my major goal is still to travel, mm-hmm. but now I have other goals that are set for my children, for my career, for my marriage, you know, all of it kind of just like ties together now because all of it's a part of me. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that that was like perfect as like what we talked about today, like when it comes to my traveling, when it comes to me continuing to travel to discover more and again, tying into what I want for each of each member of my family and what I want career wise as well. So I think that was perfect. Oh, well, I really appreciate you breaking down your life story and telling us all about, because I've learned a lot of new things today. And now I'm going to go and probably stalk your Instagram tonight. <laughs> stalk away, girl. Um, stalk away. Where can everyone find your tips and your um, photos, everything, your blog? Where can they find all your information? So my blog is called NavyWifeNTraveler.com. Um, I will actually be updating once I'm done with school next week, I'll be updating all of my stuff for Japan. Mm-hmm. I'll be probably revamping my entire website just to kind of update pictures, yeah. update information, um, add links and things like that. And then my Instagram is also Navy Wife and Traveler, mm-hmm. um, with an underscore on it. If you want to see just my pictures, sometimes I have descriptions under my pictures mm-hmm. that you can ask me questions, um, email me. My email is also linked to my Instagram. My website is linked to my Instagram. So definitely if anyone wants to reach out, shoot me a message. I'm very open and I'm very vocal about the places that I've been and the information that I have. So, I mean, it's there to help people. That's why it's there. That's why it exists. And I hope that if anyone wants to find out information, they can reach out and Mm. shoot me a message and let me know. Yes, be sure to check out her blog, her Instagram. And if you're traveling to any of the places that she's been and you want some advice or any questions, definitely reach out. Yes. Because <laughs> she has lots of knowledge and yes. lots of tips and trips. <laughs> tips and tricks. <laughs> but that is all for today's show. Um, again, I want to thank you for coming. Next, you're going to... Our next trip will, well, we will be moving to California. We'll be living in San Diego for the next three years. Yes. Um, so our next trip from there will be um, to Ireland and Scotland next year. Nice. Well, that'll be my anniversary travel. That'll be so much fun. Safe travels. I hope you enjoy California. I'm so jealous. Again. Again. Thank you again for coming. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.